0: From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. Today, we're learning from our esteemed veteran registered investment advisor, Adam Morse, and our human economic database and fearless CIO, Michael French. And today is one for the kids. Michael and Adam break down investing as though they were speaking to maybe a 14, 15-year-old. And this is because the name of the game of investing is time. So the earlier they start, or at least the earlier they grasp it, the better money life they're going to have in the future. So if you have a young one around, this would be a great episode to show them. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get to the show. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. Adam, how's it going? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. You're you're awesome? I'm awesome. I'm better than good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So today we're talking about uh, investing. Why is it important to start at an early age? And this is for the kiddos. So um, Michael and Adam, in all of their infinite wisdom, are going to explain the very basics of investing and why it's important to start at an early age. So, Michael, why is it? What What's the biggest reason that uh, starting early in life and in investing is so crucial?
1: I think there's uh, probably two reasons I would give. Uh, one is developing a good habit early, uh, mm. developing those in your kids. If you are a kid, developing that habit early is important. Uh, the second is simply uh When your money has time to grow, the more time that it has, uh, the more it is going to grow. So uh, if you start at the age of 10 uh, or if you start at the age of 5, if you begin investing money early, uh, when you get to a place where you want to buy a car or a house or even retire Uh, if you're five and thinking about retirement (laughs) talk to your parents you have a problem but (laughs) if you are 10 and thinking about buying a car uh saving now starting to save now instead of waiting until you're 15 to start saving is going to make a big difference it's going to be significantly easier
0: so Adam, what exactly is investing? If you had to put it in the simplest of terms for even a guy like me to understand, how would you explain it?
2: Sure. So in my view, if I was to explain this to my kids, let's say, I would I would say that investing is taking the results of your effort, in this case, whether that's chores and they've got an allowance, whatever the case is, taking the results of your effort and using it, to get to participate in the benefits of other people's work, right? So if I got $5 for doing my chores, for picking up my toys, if I got to take, let's say, $1 out of that five and invest it in my other friends doing chores, well, if I do that, let's say, five months in a row, all of a sudden, every single month, I'm going to have an entire another allowance coming in from the benefit of my friends doing their chores. And not just me so the reason time is so important it's the scarcest resource we have you can't get back last year the last five years yesterday for that matter so the earlier you start you are going to have such a big advantage because you can't do it again and I know we're going to talk about compound interest but the power of compound interest no matter how small the amounts is absolutely huge the one key to that, though, is that compound interest takes time. So the earlier you start, the more power, the more leverage you're going to get using compound interest.
0: Yeah, so essentially we're saying we want to give you a head start. If you're you know, 13, 14, 15, um, we want to give you a head start because most people don't start investing. I mean, maybe Michael would know the answer to that. When do people even start thinking about that normally?
1: Uh, it depends on the goal. Like I think a lot of people think... Uh, you know, a lot of kids start thinking about investing when they want a car. Like, yeah. you know, most other purchases for kids, I think uh, I've read some studies, and it's like most other purchases for kids, uh, your kids are going to want, if you're a kid, you're going to want to earn a certain amount of money and then you're going to want to spend it. So I see an item I want, I go and I earn, and then I buy. And the time period is usually so short between those two events that there's not investing. A car is the first purchase that a person makes where you're like, I actually need to save, usually involves a savings account. Uh, And when I begin saving, uh, I'm trying to get to a big goal that's over 12 months away. And so that's usually the first one that people encounter.
0: Right. So if I, let's say I was whatever, my mid-teens, and I wanted to try and start to invest and just get my feet wet um, in the world of investing, where would I start? What's something I could uh, pursue in order to learn more about it?
2: Oh, that's a great question. So, I mean, the good news is it's a lot easier now than it was when, I was coming up especially when Michael was coming up.
0: Back Boy, then I back think he still had when was
2: that? I I think you still had to use like I don't know ponies and horses. <laughs> we and, did horse and carriage to get your money across the country?
1: Absolutely. We, we invested first car in car model like, T. Dude, my first car was a horse. Oh. Was <laughs> the literal with a, mustang. Buggy. with a buggy. It was a literal mustang.
2: <laughs> That's why you have so much wisdom now though. You've been through everything. That's right. Um, no, but th- the good news is for kids today or teenagers today that want to start, there are so many resources at your fingertips. I mean, every single big custodian out there, whether it's Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, they all have free, cheap, easy-to-use apps on your phone, uh, downloadable solutions you can use to get started. Now, the key to that, though, is you want to make sure you're somewhat educated. You don't want to jump in. So. Looking that up online, uh, there's a lot of good books out there that talk about uh, just the basics of investing. You know, whether that's what types of accounts are they, um, are there out there? What are the different types of things you can invest in? Um, I think a good place to get started, honestly, where I got started, was just a CD at your bank. Now, back then they were actually paying something. Today they're not, but it does get you used to this idea not only is it a very relatively safe investment so your risk is very low for a a investor getting started but it just gets you used to this concept of growing my money right delaying that gratification putting the money away and there is some mechanism involved that makes that money grow in value over time
0: yeah exactly and you know i think if i had started at 15 you know You know, so I'm 30 now, and if I had started at 15, I would be 15 years invested by now. And that's a long, that's a long amount of time.
1: It is. It is. Um, If you think about, you know, the difference between when you were 15, uh, if you had started investing, uh, you had continued to invest and you had, um, you know, continued to add, you had earned a return. Uh, What would you have today if you said, well, now I want to go buy a house? Uh, you have your down payment. And so uh, I think a lot of people, you know, start thinking about buying a house when you're 25 and so when you're 30. And so, well, if now I'm going to start the process of saving, that's tough. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for parents, it's valuable to try and Uh, paint a picture for kids because kids sometimes don't know, like, well, what does my future hold? Well, as a parent, you can look back as a grandparent, you can look back and say, this is what I wish I had known. And so I'm going to sit down with my grandkids and I'm going to help them make these decisions, help them make investment decisions, teach them, talk to them about your experiences and what you've learned and um, help them uh, figure out what's going to be you know optimal for them as they as they grow up.
0: Yeah, and you know dealing with money and investing is difficult and take it from me I I didn't really care about it when I was younger but I I sure wish I had because you know it's not even just buying a house or buying a car which are obviously incredible life things, but it's buying anything you want. You know, what if you have a neat business idea or, Mm -hmm. um, you want to travel for instance, or you want to take a class abroad, whatever, just having some expendable cash is makes so much difference and starting at an early age and that's it. That's all you have to do is start at an early age. It's just a big advantage. Wouldn't you agree, Adam?
2: I absolutely agree. And, you know, I think Michael mentioned earlier the importance of building a habit. And I think that's, absolutely key and it doesn't have to be any great amount of money it doesn't have to be you know when you're when you're 12 or 14 or 15 a hundred bucks that's like a week's worth of work if you have a part-time job after school or whatever it is it doesn't have to be that much money it can be five dollars it can be ten dollars what it is teaching you though is that that ten dollars can turn into twelve dollars and that twelve dollars can turn into sixteen dollars and as you do that, as you continue to do that, you're training your brain to, it's that positive feedback loop of understanding there is a reward to delaying myself, the pleasure and the gratification of spending this money right now. Now, I know that's extremely hard when you're young because you know the concept of time is a really tough thing to wrap your arms around. My kids are young. They're five right now. Um, and They obviously struggle with the concept of time. If I tell them they have to wait, you know, ten minutes after dinner before they have their dessert, they think the end of the world has come upon them. (laughs) So now obviously it gets better the older you get, but when you're a teenager, it's really hard to care about, you know, a down payment on your house right fifteen years from now with your with, with your spouse or whatever the case may be. So doing it in small steps and getting started as early as possible, even on really small amounts. It's not about the necessarily financial outcome of that. It's just about building that pattern of behavior and training your brain to understand there is value. There's a lot of value delayed gratification.
0: Now, Michael, the crux of investing is centered around compound interest. Break it down for us. What exactly is compound interest? How does it work?
1: Okay, so let's say that uh, for every dollar you give me, I agree to give you Uh, in return, five cents. So I'm going to give you at the end of this year, I'm going to give you your dollar back, plus I'm going to give you five cents. So at the end of the year, you have a dollar and five cents. Well, if you decide to give me another dollar to earn another five cents and give me that first dollar to earn another five cents, that's simply interest. You're investing. But compound interest is the fact that you had that first $0.05 cents that you earned the first year, and you're putting that back into the pot as well, saying, hey, I'd like to be paid 5% or you know, I'd like to earn interest on this money that I've already earned. So compound interest is actually, theoretically, just discipline. It's what Adam said, the ability to earn money and then leave it there. Don't feel like because I earned it, I now need to take it out and spend it on something. You earn it, and then you let it continue to grow because other people are working, because you've invested in something that's going to increase in value. And that's really all it is. It's simply a way of earning money uh, by letting uh, the money that you earn earn more money.
0: Exactly. And so the way that most people do this, Adam, is that they invest in something like a stock, a bond, a CD, or even property. So when we're talking about stocks, what exactly is buying a stock and letting it compound interest into greater value as time goes on? Explain how that works.
2: Yeah. So the example I used earlier, um, let's, let's switch up and say that you have a lemonade stand, right? And let's say that I'm busy, I'm in school, or I have to do my chores at home, so I can't be there running the lemonade stand. For whatever reason, I'm not the one running the lemonade stand. But you, my friend Jared, are running the lemonade stand. I want to take part in the benefit of running that lemonade stand, Now you have everything you need. You have a table, you have cups, you have your ice. The only thing you don't have, right, is the Mm -hmm. lemons for your lemonade, so you need money. So. I invest, I help you get the business off the ground because I can't spend the time doing it, I give you, let's say, $10. So you can use that $10 to go buy the lemons you need to then have your lemonade and sell it. Right Now, in exchange for that $10, I now am a part <laughs> owner of the lemonade stand. I'm not an operator, but I'm a part owner of the lemonade stand. Now, as you're good at your business and you do a good job and you know all your neighbors are telling all your other neighbors about how good your lemonade is, As Mm -hmm. your profits go up, as an investor, as someone that bought stock in your lemonade stand, I get to take part in those profits. Now, there's a number of ways that can happen. Okay, Mm -hmm. In this instance, if we're going to talk about compound interest, most commonly the way that's going to happen is that as Jared sells more lemonade and iced tea and he gets more money, he is going to pass along the profits from that to the stockholders, and as a stockholder, as someone that gave him the first $10, I get to take part in that. Mm-hmm. Now compound interest would be, instead of taking, let's say let's say I got a dollar of profit, okay, out of the company. Instead of taking that $1 of profit and then going and spending it on whatever I want, I take that $1 and I immediately hand it right back to Jerry. And I say, I right. want you to take this $1 I just earned and I wanna buy even more shares in the company. I want more stock. So that the next time that happens, the next time it's my turn to take profits out of the company in the form of a dividend, instead of getting a dollar back, I get a dollar and 15 cents back. And it's, it's, it's doing that over and over and over. And just like Michael said, you're letting your, your returns or your interest, you're letting that earn its own interest and then that interest earns interest and that interest earns interest and so on and so forth.
0: Right, which is exactly why time is so important. The longer that you invest into this company, the more conceivable money you can actually make. Is that right? Yeah, it's like
2: a snowball. Those those numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it starts off real small, but then there's what's called an exponential curve. So it goes from being a pretty slow rate of growth Mm -hmm. on that compound interest to all of a sudden it starts growing at a much faster rate and a much faster rate than that and a much faster rate than that to where before you know it. You're you're way way ahead of where you started, and you just have to push through that early time where you know. Well, it's just a to use that example. Well, it's only a dollar that I got out of the company. What what good is a dollar? It's going to buy me you know, one tenth of one share. Well, keep doing it, and before you know it, each time you're going to be taking profits out of the company in the amount that you can buy ten more shares, and then twenty more shares. And so you really just have to put the time in to let that compound interest really take effect.
0: Now, Michael, Will, is is he technically invested himself into anything?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. He, um, both of the kids have savings accounts or, or checking accounts, you know, at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 529 plans that are set up for them, but they, I mean, I think there are just age limitations uh, that would would prohibit him from going out and saying, nah, this is what I'll do. I will buy you know, shares in company X, Y, or Z. Um, I may be wrong, wrong about that. Uh, I think he can have ownership. Um, but no, today, he doesn't make invest decisions. So
0: what are, um, Michael, do you think are some fun stocks for um, a young person to get to invest in, such as like, I don't know, like, I think you mentioned like Disney and Mattel. Yeah, yeah I
1: think. I think it, what's what's interesting is talking to your kids about what they would want to be invested in uh, and seeing um, them find things that they have an interest in so uh, we took the kids to Disney World a couple years ago they were already really too old probably for for most of what we did uh, but they had a really great time at the um, Harry Potter World the the uh, What's the Disney competitor? Um, oh. Universal, Universal yeah, Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios, yeah. So, yeah, so they had a really good time there. So in their minds, there's this comparison going on, right? Of what, what what's this compared to that? Um, it, it's interesting, like sitting down with the kids as we were there, uh, explaining to them that Disney is a multimedia company, that they own ESPN, they own ABC News. And mm-hmm. let's, let's look at where this company actually gets its revenue. Um, earlier this year, uh, when uh, Will and I sat down, and we were looking at cruise lines and how they were uh, significantly, uh, I would argue, undervalued, but they were selling for a discount relative even to their prices. And Will, who's never been on a cruise, was like – Let's buy the entire cruise line and then we'll, you know. And so he starts looking at what different cruise lines have to right. offer and who they would appeal to. Right. And so uh, I think for any kid, the starting point is going to be my favorite cereal, my favorite food, my favorite yeah. entertainment. Um, Will plays video games and he's like, Dad, these are free. And the other day we were adding up some in-game purchases that he had made. And I was like, when you say free, I'm thinking $150 doesn't represent free over the last. And he was (laughs) shocked. He was like, wow, I've spent that much money. So it gave him an idea of why a company that's giving away a quote unquote free game is worth billions of dollars. And uh, I think those are things that are just useful for a kid to start to understand, Um, even in the context of, hey, what side of the equation do you want to be on? Do you want to be the, you know, the borrower, the lender? Do you want to be the creator or the consumer? Um, Just encouraging, to think through those things.
0: Right. So, so far today, we've talked about investing, and investing is the purchase of something with the expectation of it growing in value. We've also talked about compound interest, which is interest that you earn on your investment that is reinvested, and thus each year earnings grow, just as your principal does. The last thing we want to talk about is diversifying, um, which is essentially spreading your investment across many different types of items in order to bet on a swath of things instead of just something individually, hoping it will itself grow in value. But Adam can probably break that down way better than that. Uh, so Adam, tell us, what what's diversification? Why is that so important?
2: Yeah. So diversifying is simply a strategy to reduce your risk. So again, to go back to my analogy of the lemonade stand, let's say that if I had only bought stock in Jared's lemonade stand, and let's mm-hmm. say that for whatever reason let's use the coronavirus let's say that because of the lockdown all of a sudden all of Jared's neighbors now no longer to be close enough to buy lemonade from him well that stinks for me because that was the only thing I owned that was the only stock that I had Mm -hmm. so now that stock not only has a lost value but now there's no profits for the company uh, for me to take part in and reinvest to take advantage of compound interest but if I had Taking that five dollars and i put one dollar into jared's lemonade stand and then i had let's say pen pals all over the world and i could send each one of them a dollar okay in mm-hmm. their lemonade stands then the odds that all five of those lemonade stands at any one time were producing zero profits or were all defunct is relatively low okay so it's just the idea of taking an amount of money and spreading it around so that all of my upside and downside is not concentrated into one thing.
0: Right, because you never know how much each of those people will make or not make. So right. spreading it out essentially averages out the difference, so you're never going too far down or too far too far up. That- exactly right. Exactly right. right. It just takes the highs and lows and makes them closer together. All right. I think we... Uh, think we clarified investing did we not is it was that was that confusing or was that good i think you guys sounded pretty good
1: (laughs) hopefully hopefully (laughs) we made it somewhat interesting and um hopefully we've got people out there who are like hey uh, i would like to put my money to work uh i'd like to uh, grow up and and be in a position where uh, my money's working for me instead of me just always having to uh, work for someone else.
2: Yeah, I would second that. I, I I know we're being kind of tongue in cheek and, you know, it is a lighthearted conversation, but I do truly believe as a father of young kids and just as a, you know, member of society, I think there's a lot of value in really trying to hammer home these lessons early because ultimately if you understand compound interest and the power of it, then you simultaneously understand, you know, how careful you should be with the concept of debt When you look at the world today, there's so many people that um, weren't fortunate enough to learn that lesson early on and now they have themselves in a tough situation. So, um, you know, the more people that hear this, um, I hope it's valuable to them. Um, And obviously anyone that's listening as always, you're always welcome to reach out. Our contact information for Michael and myself is in the show notes. Um, So always feel free to contact us if you have any questions or wanna follow up with us. Anything to add to that, Michael?
0: No. We look forward to talking to you guys again. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. It's been wonderful. We'll see you next time. Take care, Jared. Bye, guys. If you have a question for either Michael or Adam concerning this topic or anything else, please visit assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every single episode. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit AssetBuilder.com.